Hello, everyone, and welcome to our first podcast in a series where we will embark on a national conversation about customer service in the United States. I'm Denise Waiters with J.D. Power, and with me today is Jeff Conklin, Executive Managing Director for our technology, media, and telecom sector. Thank you for joining me today, Jeff. Good morning, Denise. Uh, Glad to be here. All right. Well, Jeff, as you know, in the next couple of months, we will be publishing our new cross-industry customer service journey study, evaluating customer feedback for over 100 brands in various industries. And these industries include banking and financial services, auto and health insurance, wireless cell phone providers, internet service providers, utility companies, airlines, hotels, rental car companies, and even some of our favorite retail stores. And we're doing this massive cross-industry study because we believe and understand that a good experience anywhere influences expectations everywhere. And that simply means that no matter the industry, brands are making an impression on their customers at every touch point. And customers are subconsciously and sometimes consciously making decisions about whether they'll continue to patronize these brands because they have lots of options today. So Jeff, you have an extensive background with customer service in the technology, media, and telecom industry. So I'd like to start today with asking you to just please share your thoughts on the state of customer service in one or all of those industries pre versus post pandemic. Yeah, so there's there's clearly been a trend, Denise. Um, we see it in telecom, as you mentioned. I manage that uh, industry sector for us at JD Power, and I also manage our utilities practice, where we measure the experiences of electric utility customers and natural gas utility customers and, and water utility customers. And we're seeing a very similar trend in both the telecom space and the utility space regarding customer service, and that is that from pre pandemic to post pandemic, we've seen a reduction in the volume of calls coming in to the providers simultaneous with an increase in more digital transactions. So website and mobile app. Um, There's a little bit of difference between the two sectors um, in that what we're seeing in telecom for the most part, um, as I mentioned, a reduction in overall uh, call volumes. Um, and website is up slightly. The use of website to conduct a, a task, to, to, to ask a question, to, to pay a bill, for example, is up slightly in among wireless carriers, for example. Um, but what we're really seeing, the sea change is in that industry, wireless carriers is the example, is the adoption of mobile apps as a way to conduct customer service. So we've seen a dramatic increase in the volume of tasks accomplished via mobile app to the point now where it's pretty much neck and neck, uh, where customers are just as likely to go to the mobile app first as they are to the website first uh, among the wireless carriers. Now with utilities, we've seen a similar trend, a slight reduction in phone, simultaneous with an increase in digital. Most of that, however, for utilities is occurring to, to the website. Utilities are a little bit behind the curve in getting adoption on mobile app, but it has grown substantially from pre-COVID to post-COVID for utilities even still. So we're now at the point now where most utility customers, electric utility customers, 
are most likely to go to the website first. Phone is another popular first choice channel followed quickly by mobile app. So it's picking up. It's not quite at the adoption rate we see in many other industry sectors such as telecoms or banks. Okay. So, so Jeff, what do you think companies need to do to keep pace with the ever-increasing and changing customer expectations? That's always a challenge because we, we definitely see customer expectations changing. And of course, expectations are set by all kinds of other providers. And those expectations then roll over to telecoms and utilities. So certainly the experiences we all have as consumers these days with services such as Uber and Amazon and, and others like that that are just at the top of the charts in terms of their focus uh, and making it easy to do business. Um, customers now expect that from all of their providers. So it's a, it's a big challenge. One of the things we see more providers doing, and it's probably applicable across multiple industries, including travel and hospitality, as well as telecom, banking, uh, insurance and utilities, is what we call preference centers. So enabling your customer to make a choice across a variety of category tasks to say if there's an event, if there's a piece of information, if there's a transaction opportunity, please notify me, alert me. And, and here's my choice of channel. Call me, email me, text me, come visit my house, that kind of thing. So the more we see brands enabling their customers to develop preference centers so that customers have the flexibility and the choice to make on their own to define how they want to engage with a particular provider uh, on, the, on the exact conditions of, if it's this, then call me that. that. So I think that's one way to get get ahead of the curve and and and, and enable your customers to set to set their expectations on how they want to engage with you. Yes, we see more and more companies moving to that omni-channel environment. So it's interesting to hear that it's happening in in the sectors that you work with uh, as well. So so Jeff, are there any new technology developments that have made significant impact on customer intelligence and and thus customer service? Not yet, frankly. Um, obviously, a lot of technology adoptions over the past handful of years, most principally around the areas when on the phone systems, the automated phone systems with more of a natural language approach. Um, it's sort of now the, I think, the given that most good providers are at that stage where they're making it easy for customers to uh, engage with an automatic system by asking the question in a natural manner instead of forcing to say, Choose one, choose number two, choose number three. So that's certainly evolved a bit and it's, it's helpful. Um, and of course, we're seeing a more automation around things like um, chat uh, or texting, where there's more of a, an artificial intelligence capability in conducting that transaction, at least at the start. Um, it's obviously improving dramatically, as we've all been noting over the past six months or so. But customers still have a sense at some point of whether those transactions feel too robotic and scripted. Um, and, and sometimes it's clear it's clear in the, the texting conversation in a chat that all of a sudden you're probably no longer conversing with a system, but you've actually got a person at the other end who's sort of taken over the conversation sort of thing. So 
Um, it's tough to keep up that way, but I think the technologies we're going to see a lot the next 6 to 12 to 18 months as they get applied to uh, customer care transactions. Um, I think it, instead of a universal perspective on the application of technologies like that, I think what we're seeing is more transactional by, by, by task type. We're certainly seeing the application of those capabilities applying more so to the the day-to-day -day and the more routine um, and easy-to-conduct tasks. Um, paying your bill, for example, much more automated today than it was three or four years ago sort of thing. Um, and the consequence of that, however, is what we're seeing is the ramifications for traditional call centers and the call reps because the questions that they're being asked to answer today are much more complicated because the more straightforward day-to-day stuff is getting answered more in a self-service automated fashion. So even with the adoption of technologies on one end, one set of tasks, it has an implication on how we manage ourselves with the phone tasks, for example, at a more human-to-human -human touch point. Yes, I, I agree with that. And it, it is making it a little bit more difficult for those agents to answer those questions because they are more complex and customers are so much more demanding because they have searched for the answers or their, their answers to their questions in advance of calling. So once they call a contact center agent, they are frustrated. And so the temperament of the customer service agent has to, to change, um, you know, and, and just evolve. And they have to flex so much more with these customers. So we're seeing that as well. So, so Jeff, of the industries discussed today, who uh, are, are there any companies uh, or industries in general that you think are setting the bar for customer service? Yeah, I don't know that we see any particular industry out front and setting the bar for customer service. I think it's more about the outperforming brands within each industry setting the bar. Um, for example, in the wireless carrier space, T-Mobile, um, from many years now has really led that industry in customer care. Uh, all of the customer service contact channels from phone uh, to website to mobile app, etc. Um, so you do have standout brands in particular industries that really are setting the standards uh, within that industry. And again, T-Mobile is the example we see in, in the telecom space. Another example in the telecom space would be Consumer Cellular, a smaller size brand and a brand that has traditionally been more focused on a particular market segment, older consumers. And as a consequence of the segment they serve, um, they're, while they have digital capabilities and they're, they're good, um, what they're extraordinarily proficient at is the call center and the way they manage themselves in the conversations with, with that customer sector, it works out brilliantly. They just get amazing scores uh, when we ask the voice of, of their customers' experiences when they call consumer cellular. Um, and of course, other brands that we see in so many JD Power studies that really lead the way, um, like a, a Ritz-Carlton and, and the service levels that they drive because of this really clear vision they have and how they want to engage with, with their customer set. Um, culture matters, obviously, and how you serve and a brand like USAA in insurance uh, that has a very particular approach and how they go about business exceeds uh, so well there. Um, we're seeing, even in the travel industry, like a, an enterprise like Delta Airlines, um, sort of leading the way and making sure they've ultimately so well defined and document, uh, documented their 
the process they want and defining the customer's experience so that it's very consistent at, at a high quality. Um, of course, when you see brands like a Zappos that are so well aligned around everything they do towards the customer and the service they provide, how they recruit and hire and onboard and train and measure and, and recognize and incent, uh, it's all aligned around the customer experience. And that's why you have brands like Zappos that stand out so much. Um, so that's what, that's what I look at, Denise. It's more about certain brands within other industry sectors that stand out that are the ones that are setting the high bar uh, with their customers that then trickle down and, and affect all other industry sectors. Well, well, thank you so much for that, Jeff. Again, this is our first conversation in our national series around customer service in the U.S. Jeff, I'd like to thank you for your time today and for sharing your experience and your insight. My pleasure. Good to connect. Absolutely. And listeners, I also want to thank you for tuning in. And if you'd like to receive more information on today's topic, please visit us on our website at jdpower forward slash business. Till next time.